Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season 2, Episode 16. Tegan, how are you today? Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, I've been enjoying a nice weekend after all the storms. Yeah, I had uh, I, I unfortunately got a little bit worse than uh, worse part of that than yourself. I was out of internet for a couple of days, so that uh, came with a delayed release of the latest uh, Vagrant Freighters, but we got it out, and then we're going to focus on uh, that finale. So looking forward to that. So everyone, um, welcome to the episode. Uh, as always, check us out dungeonjedimasters.com for links to all of our content. And uh, we appreciate all of our followers and subscribers to all of that out there. Uh, we always get great feedback on things and we appreciate it very much. Uh, one way to support us here is through our Patreon. We do have a new Patreon member, Michael, Tier 2, who took advantage of that annual discount. So welcome aboard. And to all of our other Patreons, a big thank you as always. Uh, Tegan, as we like to do, we kind of like to do a mid-month freebie. Uh, some content here, and you've got uh, some Sabak rules uh, that we're going to give out that you've used in the play-by-post. Yep, definitely. So Sabak is like classic Star Wars uh, between Han Solo, the Falcon, and just different scenarios it pops up in. Uh, and it's something a lot of tables want to play with. Uh, and especially kind of like the true Sabak, where like uh, they have the randomizer and the card shift and just the whole craziness that can go along with that. Uh, so I made some rules that you could use at any table. So whether you're live or virtual, and if you go virtual, you can have a little roll table just to make it easier for the players as well. Uh, but basically with these rules, uh, players will roll uh, 2D76 uh, because there's 76 cards in the back set. Uh, it goes over how to bet, how to handle the shifts as the DM, uh, and then just kind of a number of rules just to really kind of kind of replicate that classic feel as much as you can and kind of give your players some fun about playing Sabacc when they're not fighting Sith or uh, chasing bounty hunters. Yeah, very cool. Looking forward to seeing that, uh, you know, fleshed out and and how to utilize that because I think it's it definitely something that I'm sure a lot of players would uh, like to see, the, the full fleshed out rules as opposed to just a generic gambling role or however else you want to you know, facilitate that. So yeah, that will be uh, available for free on our Patreon. So you don't have to be a Patreon. That'll be uh, accessible there. So check that out uh, along with this podcast uh, here Tuesday. I believe that's everything on our end. Uh, switching over to the uh, past couple of Star Wars 5e releases, a new archetype and a background. Tegan, throw to you first for the uh, new archetype. Yeah, so this is new archetypes uh, for the scholar. It's a detective pursuit. Uh, so this is kind of cool, especially if you want to be like a Sherlock Holmes or even like an Admiral Thrawn type uh, in the Star Wars universe, uh, really kind of just excelling in that investigation role. Uh, basically, on a high level, what's going to do first is it's going to give you martial training, uh, which is going to give you proficiency in martial vibra weapons as well as the investigation skill. Uh, so it helps you free up a skill and get you some better weapons too. Uh, nice thing as well with your critical anal uh, analysis 
uh, you're going to be able to uh, use your um, analysis modifier uh, with any weapon uh, as long as it doesn't have the heavier special properties. Uh, so this is going to be a good one, especially if you want to do a little extra damage as a martial scholar. Uh, that will kind of bump you up a little bit there, too. Uh, nice thing with this one is you get some sweet maneuvers that can really just help you get that Sherlock Holmes or that detective style feel with it. Uh, and then you also uh, at level six wind up picking up extra attack. Uh, so this could just be a fun one, especially if you wanted to kind of play a little bit different scholar. Uh, this would be the way to go and just really get some different discoveries and maneuvers that can really just make a drone. That scholar is such a fun class in general on its own. So seeing, uh, you know, the additional archetypes here to branch out on and kind of in specializing it, uh, great addition for sure. Uh, the other new addition, as I mentioned, is a background, uh, the scavenger. Uh, so your your Ray, Ray Skywalkers. Uh, if you want to go out and and choose that to scavenge droids, uh, junk, scrapper, uh, collector, the sorts that this background is going to be for you. Touching on a couple of the features from this, uh, proficiencies, uh, choices from persuasion, sleight of hand, survival, technology. All making sense there. Tool proficiencies, archaeologist kits, jewelers, implements, mechanics kit, or scavenging kits. And uh, as I mentioned, a few of those things, uh, the specialties, if you will, uh, you can specialize in, you know, droids, ships, junk, uh, be a collector, a trader, uh, cleanup, or a fence, you, you know, dealing that stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, that's another good one. I, I think the, the background piece is always a fun uh, aspect of character building, for me at least. Um, you just kind of flesh out who you are. And and, and I get a lot of, uh, one thing in one shots, uh, Tegan, maybe this is a good topic we could uh, touch on later, is that feature that always ends up in the background. Um, I think sometimes it gets overlooked, but I've seen in a lot of um, one shots where players will be like, oh, I have a thing for this. And it's that feature there. And I really love to see that when players bring that up and, and it's it's a way to bring that, you know, that aspect of the the background forward. Definitely. And you're right. I feel like a lot of times when people get into the campaign, they start to forget about those background features, but they can really come in handy uh, depending on what, what you chose. Absolutely. So check both of those out. Uh, I, I'm sure they're probably updated to the website by now. If not, they're, uh, I know they're on the uh, Star Wars 5e subreddit uh, as well to access and go over. So uh, getting into today's episode, uh, we are going to do a spotlight on the Guardian class. Uh, we haven't touched this one yet, but it is a, a great class. I think definitely flavor of it is core Star Wars. Um, Tegan, who would be some classic Guardian figures uh, in Star Wars? Vader probably fits in there a little bit, I'd say, yeah. Definitely. So Vader, for sure. Um, I would say, uh, and the hard thing is a lot of the Star Wars characters, they could be multiples, but for sure in there, I'd put Vader. Uh, I'd even say Maul. Is, I know a lot of people think of him more of a Sentinel, uh, but I would definitely put him more Guardian because he's more Marshall-focused than any uh, Force casting. Uh, I'd even say Mace probably is uh, more Guardian than anything else, too. Uh, just a lot of those guys that are more focused on their blades uh, than anything else are usually going to fall into that Guardian class. Uh, and I think those three for sure would be kind of, even if they're multi-class, they'd be mostly Guardian. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think when you think of Star Wars and uh, a combat and whatnot, you're going to think those lightsaber fights. And so this is the class. Uh, if you really want to focus on that, I mean, this is probably one of the classes you're going to look to first. So uh, as we do, we're going to run through the features of this class touch briefly on the archetypes, and then at the end, wrap up with some suggestions on feats, multi-classing, et cetera. Tegan, let's get us going. Um, let's 
you know, go basically first uh, level, first, second, and third levels here. What's our core features of the Guardian class? So to start it off, uh, this is going to be a, it's a martial class. So you get that sweet D10 uh, hit dice. So you get some good HP to go along with that. Uh, and just kind of give you a little bit more tankiness. A lot of, uh, for a lot of tables, a guardian is most likely uh, going to be the tank, especially if you don't have a berserker on the field. Uh, also with that, you're going to get proficiency in light and medium armor. Uh, some of the archetypes will give you uh, heavy armor too, and we'll mention which ones of those do as well. Uh, but you're going to have some good armor to go along with that to help you take some more blows. Uh, then you also uh, have a constitution as well as charisma for your saving throws. Uh, so it's going to give you a good well-rounded start there. It's going to give you some of those core saving throws as well as uh, just some hit die and armor to survive. Uh, getting into your first few levels with it, I, uh, as I was going through, I didn't realize how stacked Guardian was with some stuff you get early on, and uh, you just really get some fun things to play with. Uh, level one, uh, you're going to start off with force casting, so you get to pick out uh, some uh, force powers. I think you get, get uh, five powers known at the first level, uh, so you can go through and pick some at will, some first level spells, just to really help you round it out. Uh, that's the nice thing with this, you get just a little bit more spells uh, to be able to really bring to bear and just really kind of make a fun build with it. Uh, also, uh, you get the channel the force ability. Uh, nice thing with Guardian, especially compared to its kind of uh, inspiration with the Paladin, is you actually get to choose what you want uh, your channel of the Force to do. Uh, so if you're going more for a Darksider, uh, which would use current Charisma as their casting stat, uh, you could choose to cause harm. Uh, so as an action, you'd be able to expend the use of your channel of the Force uh, and sap the life from a hostile creature within 60 feet. Uh, so they, they have to make a constitution saving throw, uh, and they take uh, necrotic damage equal to your guardian level plus your charisma modifier, uh, or half as much on a success. So kind of a cool one there, especially if you just want to kind of focus on a little bit of a dark side fight. It's a little flavor, some fun flavor you could have with it. Um, outside of that, you also get Lend Aid, which is going to be typical, closer to your typical lay on hands so the, the Paladin can do, uh, and basically has a bonus action, which is kind of a cool change from there too, you don't have to use your full action. Uh, you can touch a, a humanoid within five feet of you, uh, and you'll, they'll be able to regain hit points equal to your Guardian level plus your Wisdom modifier. Uh, so just some cool things you can get with that. Nice thing too with this is both of these features refresh on a short rest. Uh, so you can get these back pretty quickly uh, just to be able to get through and heal your party or cause some damage if you need to. Uh, so that's all for your level one stuff. Uh, level two, you get a lot of the core features for just the guardian style. Uh, the biggest one is you're getting force empowered strikes. Uh, so smites for you guys familiar with uh, paladins. Uh, this is the one thing that Star Wars 5e does a little bit differently than 5e uh, is actually regulate how those uh, FES or force enhanced strikes, how many die you can use. Uh, so with these, you can choose to uh, level two, you can choose to use uh, one force point uh, and do a, just add a one extra D8 to your smite or your force enhanced strike, uh, or you can spend the full, full two points and do 2D8 as well. Uh, but one of the big things though, is you actually get kind of the deeper levels uh, of force enhanced strike as you go through the Guardian class. Uh, like I know with a typical 5e, you could multi-cloud, do two levels of Paladin, five levels of Sorcerer, and you could be able to use level three smites. Uh, but with this, you actually have to go through the Guardian class to, uh, to get those enhanced strikes, which I think is kind of a cool way to have more people go through the full Guardian class and not try to cheese a multi-class out of it. 
so that's uh, level two, uh, and you kind of get those. Uh, each level, you gain a new spell or power level for the guardians. You get to bump up that die or the max die you can do. Uh, so that's force enhanced strikes. The other cool thing is you get to pick a fighting style as well. Uh, so you can choose any of the fighting styles we've talked about before. Uh, I know a lot of the Guardians, usually uh, just for flavor and kind of fitting with the character, uh, they pick the lightsaber fighting style. Uh, so they can pick up some more form fighting light, fighting style. Uh, so they can pick up some more lightsaber forms that they can use for their character just to, to really round it out and just give them kind of kind of add some more flavor is really kind of giving that more Jedi feel or Sith feel to the, the PC. Yeah. The, uh, lots of options there with those, uh, lightsaber styles, uh, Tegan. And just to, you know, as I mentioned here, we're, we mentioned before, we're going to go over those as a whole separate episode because it really will be worth it, uh, to talk about those separately. So, um, but yeah, good stuff in the first couple levels, uh, level three, as we all know, gets into the class archetypes across the board. And uh, this also does touch on those lightsaber forms. Um, so tell us at least a little bit uh, initially about uh, the level three. Perfect. Uh, so you get the archetypes for sure, and we're going to go over those uh, a little bit later. Uh, but one of the big things you get, and especially this is a huge change from how uh, traditional 5e does it, uh, you get your guardian aura. So you're kind of your paladin aura at level three. Uh, big difference between them, though, is your aura is going to be smaller. Uh, so it starts off at, I think, five feet. Uh, yeah, so five feet uh, initially. Uh, and so basically what that'll allow you to do uh, is to pick one of the, I think, seven auras they have, and they're going to get some type of effect for them. Uh, so you have uh, Aura of Conquest, which uh, if you have a frightened creature that starts within five feet of you, uh, their speed reduced to zero. So uh, it gives you some, especially if you're going for a Sith build that has some good fear options, that could be a good way to, to kind of make sure that people stay stuck next to you. Uh, you got Aura of Conviction, uh, which will give you and friendly creatures uh, advantage on saving throws against being charmed and frightened. Uh, so a good one if you wanted to make sure you're kind of got PCs of the leaders, uh, really kind of a stalwart uh, kind of force on the team to help people from getting charmed or frightened during a battle. Uh, you get Aura of Hatred, which is another good one for a, a Sith-type build. Uh, you can get, uh, so any creature you or friendly creatures within five feet of you uh, get a bonus to their first melee weapon attack. Uh, and they get to add your charisma modifier to the damage. So this could be great, especially if you have another melee fighter that's going to be up in the mix with you. Uh, you can really get some great damage going with that. Uh, my favorite, so this is a typical paladin aura, is the aura of presence. Uh, so creatures within five feet of you can add your wisdom modifier to their saving throws. Uh, so this would be a great one for a Jedi uh, just to help your team survive explosions or uh, force lightning or whatever's getting thrown your way. Uh, you also have an aura of protection, uh, which is going to allow you to, uh, when a creature takes five feet of you, within five feet of you, takes damage, you can use your reaction to take that damage instead of the creature taking it. Uh, so this would be a good one, especially if you're playing defense on your counselor or engineer, you can kind of step in front and take some of that damage for them. Um, you also have uh, Aura of Vigor, which uh, I think uh, Ul has as well. Uh, and this one you can use uh, Wisdom or Charisma, uh, and you get uh, each creature within five feet of you uh, gets that to the temporary hit points. Uh, oh, and last one, uh, I've seen this one actually used pretty well, especially if you're going to be in a, a force-oriented campaign, Aura of Warding, uh, which gives you and friendly creatures within five feet of you uh, resistance to damage from force powers. So it can really kind of pump up their, their immunity up there. Yeah, that would be a good one. As, as you mentioned, um, the Vigor, a uh, great one to use as well when, when I remember it, because um, that little little bit of extra temp HP can help quite a bit. 
So good stuff there, level three, uh, in addition to the foci, which we'll get into later. Uh, level four here, of course, is our ability score increase. Uh, the first one at level four, more of those later on through the build to just continue uh, building out this class. So uh, moving on here, uh, level five uh, with the Guardian. Perfect. Uh, so level five, this is a martial class. You're going to get your extra attack in there. Uh, nice thing you also get at level five, too. As we mentioned, you get that bump uh, to level two force powers, uh, as well as the 3d8 you can do for force enhanced strikes. Uh, so this really gives you some extra options there. And it can just really kind of push out the damage if need be. Uh, so that's what you pick up for level five. So big level there with uh, kind of the increase. Uh, level six, uh, you pick up force uh, purity, uh, which is going to make you immune to the poison and disease conditions. Uh, so if uh, you're fighting like the rat ghoul plague or whatever it may be, you will be immune. So you can help your team out and just kind of wade through whatever's uh, coming at you at that side. Uh, also, uh, level seven, uh, you're going to get your focus feature. So whatever your archetype is, uh, you're going to get something new on that side to uh, help enhance your build. Uh, level eight, uh, you're going to pick up your second API. So it's uh, this new bump up your charisma or wisdom or whatever you're using there. If you don't already have strength or dexterity bumped up all the way. Uh, and then uh, after that, too, uh, you're going to get level nine, which is pretty sweet. Uh, your guardian aura is going to expand. Uh, so you're going to go from five feet up to 15 feet. So with that, that you can kind of get a good chunk of the battlefield if you strategically place yourself, uh, just to make it easier for your PCs to either save on saving throws, get some more temporary HP, or whatever aura you chose on that side. So kind of starts getting fun there. We can just really affect a lot bigger piece of the battlefield. Uh, and this, that's level nine. And the cool thing is, like, right after that is level 10, you get to pick a second Guardian Aura. Uh, so that's going to be pretty strong in there. So you can pick something else to complement that build, uh, and especially with that increased radius. You can really be pretty game-changing with uh, two fields playing off each other uh, at level 10. Uh, after that, you get into level 11, which you get a pretty sick feature. Uh, so this is improved force-empowered strikes. Uh, with this too, uh, and also at level nine too, you get a, a bump up with uh, your force powers uh, going to third level, uh, and then your force enhanced strikes going to 48. Uh, but with improved force enhanced strikes at level 11, uh, you're going to be able to, just with a regular attack, it doesn't have to be an FES strike. Uh, whenever you hit a creature with a melee attack, you're going to do an additional 1d8 damage uh, for your hits on that side. Uh, so it's going to be the same type uh, as the uh, the weapon damage, uh, but just kind of a cool way to just get some extra lethality out of your Guardian. Uh, so uh, that's uh, level 11, uh, level 12, you get another ABI point. Uh, for level 14 with the Guardian, you're going to get Cleansing Touch. Uh, so you can use your action and spend a use of your channel the force ability. Uh, and it's going to allow you to end one force power on yourself or one willing creature that you touch, which can be great for those levels because at that time you can get some pretty nasty force powers thrown at you. So this is a good way just to ensure that whoever's stuck by it can break through uh, whatever's hurting them. Uh, after that, it kind of slows down a little bit for the Guardian. Uh, level 15, you're going to pick up your focus feature, so uh, something else for your archetype to help round out your build. Uh, level 16, you're going to get uh, another ABI increase. 
17 is pretty sick though. Uh, you're going to get your guardian horde to actually go to 30 feet. Uh, so unless your DM is using a huge battlefield, you should be able to at least get a couple of your allies or a couple of the enemies uh, in that field. So you could really wreak some havoc on it. Uh, and also along with that, level 18, you're going to get your third uh, guardian aura. Uh, with those auras, you can, if you mix and match and just really kind of customize your build out, uh, you'll be able to do some pretty crazy things at level 18 with uh, just having those auras up and running for 30 feet. Uh, level 19, you're going to get your last ABI increase. So going to pick something that can help round out the rest of your build. Uh, and then at level uh, 20, you're going to get uh, your last focus feature. Uh, so that's going to be your capstone for your, your class uh, and your archetype. So they usually do something pretty sweet that can really give you an edge if your table makes it all the way to 20. Very nice. Uh, lots of good stuff there in the class as a whole. The aura features are super cool. I know even just, um, you know, I, I, we haven't even hit that increase of the of the radius, the first one, but uh, it's fun, uh, fun little feature for the Guardian. Moving on here for the class, we're going to get into the archetypes. Probably go pretty quickly through this list. As we know with Star Wars 5e, there's an ever-growing list for each class of archetypes, uh, just to add so much versatility to what your build is. And with the Guardian specifically, these archetypes uh, relate a lot to the lightsaber forms. And so we're going to touch on those a little bit. We, we don't generally go through every single feature of the archetypes in these reviews, but uh, we're going to probably leave a little bit more of the discussion to next episode as we go through the forms. But we will still go down the list and give you guys a basic idea of, of what the form is about. Uh, you know, if you want to be a defensive uh, build, then you'd choose this form, etc. So, uh, Tegan, the first four here, uh, which I believe are part of the, uh, you know, PHB core rules, uh, tell us about those and then just quickly what what kind of they're about. Definitely. So you got the Makashi form as the first one. Uh, this is Count Dooku's form, so it's kind of the dualist form. Uh, typically, uh, most Guardians who use this would probably be dex-based because uh, they get some cool features that go along with uh, their dexterity, uh, including the Makashi repost. Uh, but you could play it with uh, strength or anything else, but uh, it just kind of flows with that well. Um, we're going to go into the forms later, but you get some, uh, the Makashi form uh, as well as uh, some additional features you can use with it. Uh, this is going to be kind of a good one, especially if you're going to be uh, uh, either lightly armored or no armored at all because you can have that higher decks to rely off of uh, but get some cool features of that which we'll touch on next episode uh, you also uh, so after that you get the Naman form uh, who's a good I think Revan actually used this form if I remember right uh, no Exarchon Exarchon used this form so if you guys are familiar with Exarchon from the uh, the Legends universe uh, he was a big proponent of this form uh, this is going to be one that's more focused on a caster style guardian uh, so you get some cool things that allow you to uh, with your forms uh, mix your casting with martial abilities so uh, check that out and one of my favorites of this too is you get the telekinetic slash channel the force ability uh which lets you uh pretty much do a weakened force enhanced strike uh whenever you when you use a force power on that side of that will force power uh so one of my favorites there if you wanted to build a kind of more caster oriented guardian or even if you're multi-class like counselor guardian this could be a way to go for it uh after that uh you get the Shien and Jim So form. So it's kind of a combined one. So it gives you some cool options. So you can either do the Shien path or Jim So path. Uh, so for Jim So, uh, Anakin, uh, Anakin and Luke actually use this form. 
uh, I'm blanking on somebody for Shein, but somebody can look it up on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I know there's some cool Shein users as well. Uh, with this one, you get heavy armor, so especially fitting with the Vader form, now you can get a little extra defense. This is perfect for strength builds, uh, so you can get some extra AC. Uh, and they also, with uh, some of their abilities, let you add your strength modifier uh, to uh, attacks you may have uh, uh, missed, or kind of just different things you can do with your strength modifier. Uh, and you get to also pick between different options as you progress through the class that would either fit Shin or Jim. So uh, I like this, these type of ones. There's a couple ones like this would just give you different options depending on which path you'd go on. Uh, past that, uh, you get Surisu. Uh, I always mispronounce that. Uh, this is uh, Obi-Wan's form. So this is a defensive form. This is going to be kind of good for uh, the Guardians who either want to be the tank or just kind of absorb a lot of the different shots and attacks coming from your, your crew. Uh, you also, with this one, get heavy armor, which kind of fits because some of the Clone Wars media, uh, Kenobi used heavy armor too. Uh, you get the Sirisu form, which is a great form uh, to pick up. Uh, we'll go more into it, but it's a great form for any lightsaber user. Uh, and then you also get some kind of fun ways to uh, use uh, the at-will power saber ward, uh, using it as a bonus action to help bring down or reduce some of the damage you take. So check this one out, especially if you really want to, your party needs a tank. This could be a kind of a fun flavorful way to do so. Yeah, uh, great choices there, Tegan, with the, uh, as you mentioned, the core uh, four archetypes from the PHB, uh, but there's uh, plenty more there and that all align with those uh, lightsaber forms, of course. So I'll round those out for us here. Uh, what do we got? Ten more, looks like? They've got a lot with this one. Uh, so after that, uh, you've got the um, Aquinist form. Uh, this one, uh, so I don't know a good... Uh, Actually, Mary J could probably be a good one. Though. So it's kind of mixing uh, tech uh, as well as uh, the Force. So this one's a cool one. This is going to be your tech caster uh, class for the Guardian. So it's going to give you access to uh, some Force or tech powers that you can also use. Uh, so this is kind of a fun one, if you, especially if you were torn between being a Force caster or a tech caster. It lets you do a little bit of both on that side. Uh, so definitely a fun one to take a look at. Uh, after that, uh, you get a Taru. Uh, so this is Yoda's form. So if you wanted to be extremely mobile around the battlefield, this is the way to go. Uh, a lot of the, the form itself, as well as some of the additional features, just gives you uh, just kind of some abilities to be jumping around the battlefield and crisscrossing and just really kind of get the most out of your mobility. Uh, so that's definitely one, especially if being a guardian, if you want to really cross the field quickly, choose a Taru. That's going to be your best bet there. Um, after that, uh, you've got uh, the Jarkai form. Uh, so this one's uh, kind of excelling for two-weapon fighting. There's a, a numerous people that use this one. Uh, so you could even say Ahsoka, Ventress. Uh, it's basically kind of a mix of just using uh, those two weapons uh, it's kind of expertly as you're fighting through. Uh, you get some cool things with this one too. Uh, this is uh, with uh, being able to uh, kind of enter destructive stance where you can get some more damage out uh, as well as being able to uh, kind of help some attacks where you may miss, which especially if you're making multiple attacks with both weapons, uh, it should help, uh, help make it hit potentially. So definitely a fun one. I've played this one a couple of times. Uh, if you like hitting multiple times, this is the way to go. Uh, after that, uh, you've got the Julio and Vapad form. So form seven, they kind of combine those both into, into two, uh, into the one form. Uh, so for Julio, uh, that's going to be uh, uh, Darth Maul. That's kind of his primary style, using that form seven, uh, kind of aggressive fighting style. 
Uh, and then the bop pad, that's uh, Mace Windu's signature form. Uh, so just kind of a aggressive style known for the flurry of the blade. Uh, this is another one where you get heavy armor. So you're going to get the, get some good defense with it. Uh, and then you also get to choose between Julio or Vapad as you go through the, the different abilities and channel the force options uh, to really just kind of customize it out, depending on which form you want to go with. Uh, after the, the Julio and Vapad, you've got the Shicho form, which is the form one. Uh, so uh, Kit Fitzo actually uses this form. Uh, so this is the first lightsaber form, kind of primarily associated with trying to disarm people. And you get some cool channel of the force abilities uh, based off disarming. And just, it's really based on positioning as well, uh, which uh, the way of the Sarlacc ability helps you on that positioning side too. Uh, so definitely a fun one to take on that side, especially if you really want to be kind of knocking people's weapons out of their hand with your saber. It's kind of a fun flavor you can put with that. Uh, after that, you've got the Soken form. Uh, not sure a good one on this one, uh, who uh, would run this form, uh, but the cool things you get with it is uh, you get proficiency in heavy armor, uh, and it has my favorite channel of the force name uh, for their ability. You get the, the high ground defense. So uh, you can say maybe Obi-Wan knows a little bit about this form, uh, but basically uh, when uh, this one, if somebody goes within five feet of you, makes a melee attack, uh, you can choose to use a reaction to channel the force uh, to give disadvantage on the uh, the opportunity attack. So cool one on that side and I uh, love the high ground reference in that as well. Uh, so after uh, Sokan, you've got the Tricata form, which is a cool one. This is kind of a fun flavor one if you wanted to have a little bit of a Trickstrace type guardian. Uh, basically it's kind of characterized uh, as being able to kind of toggle your lightsaber on and off during a battle. Cornhorn, uh, for any of you guys familiar with Legends, has done this a couple times during his fight. Uh, you can kind of turn off your lightsaber at pivotal moments to throw off uh, an attacker. Uh, and you get some cool abilities uh, between the way of the monkey lizard uh, and your channel of the forest to go along with that. Uh, so definitely wanted to check out on that side, uh, especially if you want a little bit more trickstery style build. Uh, after that, uh, you have the Bono and Issue forms. Uh, so this one is a cool one. Uh, this one is so notable practitioners are the Imperial Knights uh, for anybody that's read the, the Legacy of the Force comic series. Uh, so it's kind of taken right from them. Uh, with this is also your companion form. So you get a companion along with you uh, and a lot of your channel, the force abilities uh, and just different options kind of revoke about you and your companion fighting simultaneously and using that to get different advantages or different things you can add to your attacks. Uh, and then uh, the last one, uh, so the Sunite form, uh, basically it pairs uh, kind of the use of lightsabers with blasters. So if you wanted to have a kind of a guardian who's able to shoot and slash at the same time, uh, this is the way to go with it. Uh, nice thing with this too is you can use your... Uh, with uh, the force-empowered shots for your channel of the force, you can use uh, smiting uh, on your blaster weapons too. Uh, so other cool things along with that one, but if you really wanted to be able to fight and shoot, this is the way to go. Very nice. Uh, great list there of archetypes, as you said. I really love the, you know, the... Um the alignment to the lightsaber forms, you know, from the Star Wars lore and how they they brought those, the flavor of those into these for the archetypes. Um, so very, very good stuff. As I said at the beginning, you know, you're, if you're going to be rocking a lightsaber, Guardian is probably one of those first classes you're going to think of. So 
We'll touch on more of those next week. Um, just a little taste for now, but let's get into some of the uh, build suggestions here, Tegan. Um, first is uh, feet. So of course, in Star Wars 5e, you get a feat uh, generally with your background. And then of course, uh, other ways to gain other ones. Uh, what would be some suggestions you'd have for feats for a guardian build? Nice. So the good thing of guardian or the good and hard thing about guardian is it's super flexible. You have four stats that could be your focus stats. Uh, so the, kind of the biggest thing when you're going through your background feats is to determine what type of guardian you want to be. Uh, do you want to be kind of Makashi or a dualist style with uh, like Count Dooku and be more dex oriented? Uh, taking any of those dex feats are going to bump that up. Uh, or do you want to be more strength oriented, more kind of like Anakin, uh, Jim So? Uh, any of those ones that boost strength would be a good idea. Uh, but then you also have to kind of decide if you want to be more light side casting or dark side casting because you have all your wisdom or your charisma uh, as your secondary stat. So taking a look at those, there's some cool feats that can boost those up. Uh, like one of my favorites, especially if you are going to lean in more towards the dark side, force of personality is one of the uh, fun one to choose uh, because it allows you to sub in your uh, your charisma. For your wisdom saving throws you can do that a couple times each level or a couple up to your proficiency for, for a long rest uh so fun one there um <clears throat> but really super flexible with that it just kind of determine what you want to do with it so take a look uh kind of plan out if you want to be more dexterous more strength or more charming or wise or dark side or light uh and then go with any of those background feats that'll bump up your key scores uh, and one thing to also consider, too, with uh, the, both the background and additional feats uh, is your auras. So those auras can be game-changing. Uh, so I know a lot of times people go right into that attack stat and kind of bump that up as much as they can. Uh, but don't forget about those auras. I mean, bumping those up uh, can really be a major difference in any battle you're going in. Uh, so for the backgrounds, those are the kind of the feats you can go after. Uh, additional feats? Kind of, kind of a similar story. Uh, just kind of looking for any of those plus one feats will help you round out your skill, uh, your scores. Hard thing with guarding is you're going to have at least three core stats you have to bump up because uh, you're going to be a frontliner, so you're going to want that constitution. You're going to want to get your attack stat. Uh, they're going to want your casting stat or a stat too. So it can be pretty hard choosing what you want to go for there. So just kind of paying attention to that can be a good way to go forward. Uh, but outside of that, uh, you're most likely going to be martial focused. So picking up a fighting style, which you can use to bump up one of your martial stats can be great. Uh, or a fighting mastery too, uh, which can help you get some more damage or some more crowd control or kind of whichever mastery style you're going to go after for. Good stuff. Uh, you know, always uh, feats are such a great uh, way to, you know, further flesh out your build. So great suggestions there. Uh, and finally, as we do uh, in this conversation, is multi-classing and you know, one of your favorite things tegan uh and looks like the guardian has some pretty good options out there definitely the guardian has a ton of good options uh biggest thing with this uh so i mentioned this before but i'll kind of hammer it through because i know a lot of people are looking at guardian as a great way to uh get that force and hand strike and then multi-class out um, with this, it's not tied to your casting level for force enhanced strikes. It's tied to your guardian level. Uh, so with any multi-class you're doing, know they will be delaying how much damage you can lay down with each strike. So just keep that in mind. But there's some great multi-classes you can do with it. Uh, my favorite personally for the guardian uh, is going to be the berserker. Uh, so just depending on how you're playing the berserker, this can really be a great way to just 
make sure you're hitting, take less damage, uh, as well as get some crazy, uh, cra hopefully get some more crazy crits in there that you can smite on top of. Uh, biggest thing, though, to be aware of if you do use Berserker, uh, so depending on how many levels you want to go with it, uh, if you're raging, which you get from the Berserker class, you can't cast powers. Uh, so it is going to restrict you on that side. Nice thing is Force Enhanced Strike isn't a power. Uh, so it depends on kind of how you want to play it. Uh, you may be giving up some powers, but you can you get that rage damage, get that rage resistances uh, and unarmored defense stuff. And you get a lot of cool things with it. So it depends on just if you want to be more of a caster guardian, probably stay away from Berserker. Uh, but if you're happy being on that front line, just swinging that sword, uh, you can get some great stuff with this. Uh, Murder Mitchell Rage and Armored Defense, but the cool thing is Reckless. Uh, so for a lot of Guardians that like to crit fish, uh, Reckless can be a great way to help you do that because you'll get that advantage on your attack roll. Uh, and that, for, especially for like a, I think Bopad is one, Bopad where you uh, the form gives you a minus one to, uh, so you can crit on a 19 or a 20. Uh, having that Reckless can really make it a little easier to uh, get those crits flowing through. Uh, and then you also get your instincts too, where you can pick some more resistances or fighting style, um, just some really cool things you can take with it. Uh, depending on how much you're okay with delaying your guardian class, you could even go to level three, pick Marauder, uh, and that way you can cast while you're raging. Uh, so Berserker is my overall favorite for guardians, just with that, if you're gonna be more melee oriented one. Uh, but outside of that, you get some other good ones. Fighter would probably be my second favorite. Uh, fighter, you're gonna get another fighting style, which is gonna be great for any melee build, like the Guardians. Uh, you get Action Surge, which can be great for shutting stuff down and just getting some crazy damage off. Uh, and then you also get the maneuvers too, which are gonna give you some more options for uh, just kind of how uh, tactical your fighter or your Guardian can be uh, as you're going through the battles. Uh, the other two, so um, with both Berserker and Fighter, you're going to delay your casting a little bit, uh, but moving into Counselor and Sentinel uh, could be kind of cool, especially if you wanted to realize, uh, kind of build like one of the more movie style characters or one of the characters from Star Wars. These can be multi-class and either Counselor or Sentinel could be a great way to do so. Uh, counselor, uh, the biggest thing you're going to get is more force points and powers. Uh, so even just taking a couple levels of Counselor can just drastically increase the amount of times you can smite, uh, or force hand strike, I should say. Uh, so that can be a good one. With Counselor, depends on... It, so counselor is one you have to kind of decide what you want to do with it uh counselor you could either go all in uh and just kind of get yourself up to level five as a guardian and then switch over to a counselor and just get more force powers more force points uh your force and strikes would kind of stay at that 3d8 level but that's pretty sufficient especially with how many points you'll have to smite so that was going to be to be a big choice there uh but you could even just do a level or two with a counselor and just get a ton of powers a ton of force points uh and just some other cool features with it as well, including force recovery to get some more force points back, uh, and force shield, which can be key for being a tanky guardian uh, to be able to stop some of those hits. Uh, so guardian just, or counselor just gives you some options. So just really think through what you want to do, and that'd be kind of a, a good one to go with. Uh, also, you can do sentinel uh, as well. Uh, so similar to counselor, you're still going to get a bit more force points and force powers than typical guardian levels. So good there. You're going to help expand your repertoire a little bit. Uh, but the nice thing with counselors are essentials, especially if you go to level two, at least, uh, you're going to pick up your ideals uh, as well as forced enhanced self abilities. Uh, with enforced enhanced self, you can do things like double strike or uh, uh, I forgot the one that adds to your AC and uh, things that add to your movement when you hit on a melee attack. So 
cool things you can do there that can give you some more options on the battlefield. Uh, and then the ideals too, which can help you pick up another fighting style or some other cool things you can do too. Uh, so there's a lot of cool things you can do with the Guardian with multi-classing. Just kind of pay attention to that force, uh, your force power level as well as your force enhanced strike level because those will be affected if you multi-class. Definitely all great points, all great suggestions. Uh, really just a good class, uh, you know, overall. Um, I've, I've had a lot of fun playing it uh, with Ool and the Hunted campaign. And I think I maybe have done like a one shot with it well, as well and, and something else. But um, yeah, definitely a fun one uh, to play. Uh, any final thoughts on the class as a whole, Tegan? cool thing with guardian is you're just so flexible uh, you've got force powers you can get right up and tank stuff uh you can do some crazy damage if you're a guardian uh try to see if your dm will do the crueler crits rule because you can just really get some ridiculous damage with your force and hand strikes uh but it's just it's a great all-around class uh and definitely don't sleep on the auras like the auras can just really be game changing uh just give you some fun things to do with it uh one of my favorites is just uh it's probably one of the most flexible classes and what you can do yeah absolutely I, I remember back to the tempest feud campaign and and uh Cade uh was the guardian and just i think it was like one of my experiences first experiences really seeing the class in play and you know as we got later on just because we were around level nine or ten when we finished so uh he definitely had some good options in his build and yeah, some of the amp the damage output was uh, was pretty out there, so definitely a, a fun one. All right, well that wraps up our core discussion on the Guardian class today. As we mentioned, uh, next episode we will dive into those lightsaber forms, touching a little bit more on the archetypes uh, mentioned today here, but really uh, more focus on the forms and uh, you know show you how some of the other classes that uh, can utilize lightsabers can adopt these forms as well. It's one of the cool pieces is that uh, the forms can be uh, utilized by other classes uh, as well. So keep an eye out for that one. In the meantime, check out the free uh, Sabak rules that'll be out today on our Patreon as well. And we'll see you next time. May the force be with you. May the force be with you.